Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. You like that? You like that? That's Kirk after taking a sip of Corona Hard Seltzer. Just gets very excited every time he uh, he drinks the, the lime flavor. Uh, I'm going to miss those uh, fourth quarter comebacks when I'm grabbing another Corona Hard Seltzer and saying the same thing to my TV as I pull another Blackberry Lime out of the, out of the refrigerator. Pur- purple Blackberry Lime is only for wins, though. Oh, you say that one clear. for wins. Those are for wins and for hot takes. Okay. They, they, they're looped together. Because Corona Hard Seltzer is the only hard seltzer made with pure beach vibes with a refreshing flash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spikes sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. You like that? You like that? Football. Brian Baldinger doesn't just like football, he loves football. This is the precision of what a passing game is supposed to look like in week 17. This is second and two. AB at the bottom is going to run a 20-yard comeback. Ryan Jensen snaps the ball at the 46-yard line. Just count it. AB is going to put his foot in the ground at the 34-yard line. Exactly 20 yards down the field. Right at the 34, not the 33, and not the 35. It's a 20-yard comeback. So now the ball is now in the air. And A.B. comes back to get it. Doesn't give the defender a chance. When it's a 20-yard comeback, it's a 20-yard comeback. Precision, like a diamond cutter. That's the way it's supposed to look. These two are just getting warmed up. Oh, wow. A little DDP have, there. Have you guys ever loved anything in your life the way that Brian Baldinger loves football? Hmm. Perhaps the five Do you love myself hockey games that I watched parts of last night. Okay. How, how about that? How about so You that? love hockey more than Brian Baldinger loves? I don't know, man. You're, not, you're not putting together tutorial videos on the internet. make a pass to Besser from his breezers that was incredible last night. 
don't know, but you're not going on Twitter and showing no, like, a you're breakdown. Right. I don't even know how, how to do that. <laughs> well, well, like he's got all of the technology. No, and... I don't think he does. I think he's literally just using his phone to like click play on a play. And so how does he's, he do it? He's then? like recording his laptop screen and just providing like heavy breathing analysis. That's you know what? Good for he, good for Baldy. Like his hands are just hands. Hands. One two. One two. One two. One two. He's in a submarine. One two. That, I mean, that, that's the best part. That, that's that's me. We all live in a football submarine. One two. One two. A football submarine. <laughs> a football submarine. I'm in, I'm in my three point stance. Doing one two. But do I want the line? Do I want the cherry? You're like hitting, line mango. What do I want? You're just hitting walls. Yeah. One two. One two. One two. Hey, keep it down in there, golf. Can't. One two. One two. So this is Purple Daily. Three four. I'm Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff, producing, and every Tuesday and Thursday, and, and we're going to do this until there, until we've completely fixed this franchise, but we we are rolling out the How to Fix the Vikings series. We'll still be going in July. Yeah, I don't know. Well, listen, some people would say we're too negative on this show, Judd, so I don't know. Maybe you should be a little, more, a little bit more positive. I would say we are realists. We don't blow smoke, and we're not just going to put a sunshiny spin on a 7-9 season when the mission of this show as stated, is we would like to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die. You can't win a Super Bowl doing some of the things the Vikings have been doing as a franchise. And so how to fix the Vikings helps get the team a little bit closer to those uh, those goals. And so um, what I would love to do with you guys today is let's let's play the roster audit game. And let's just kind of go line by line, look at some of the bigger contracts, look at the starting lineup up and down, like the projected starting lineup going into next season. Sure. See where the official holes are and also see where the Vikings can potentially save money. Uh, By the way, you found this Pro Football Focus put out some of their position rankings. We can spend a minute on this and then get to the roster audit. Justin Jefferson was graded as the number one wide receiver in the NFL. Not just rookies. The number the one number wide one. receiver in the NFL. That's absolutely remarkable. It's insane. better than Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, like the best wide receiver in the NFL. And how does that land with you guys? Incredible. And it it also I keep coming back to this. Imagine if the kid had been used consistently as much as he should have been, right? Yeah. Like those first two games, he he was targeted in games one and two against the Packers and Titans six times. Like, let's take that up to 12 times. So six per game, which is not incredible. It's just fine. But if you look at how statistically he did, how he graded out, and now let's extrapolate it to say that the Vikings still use Cook quite a bit, but not as much, right? Yeah. And they trust Kirk more. Okay? Go down this path. What are his statistics? It's, yeah. What's his production then? Like, he already, so he put it's up, incredible. This dude put up so that he had... Dozens fewer touches than I want to say he had like thirty some forty fewer touches than the top wide receivers in the NFL. And this dude still put up fourteen hundred yards. He caught eighty eight passes. Um, do you guys so so Pro Football Focus graded him as the best wide receiver? And and who are we to like they do in depth analysis on every snap throughout the entire season? Do you guys think Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in the NFL right now? Right now, I do not. No, no. Because that's what they're saying. Right, and I don't. I would put Devontae Adams above him right now. What about Diggs? I would put Diggs above him right now. Um, I would be very tempted to put DeAndre Hopkins, who I still think is a a marvelous player, above him right now. So do, do I think that there's a case to be made that right now Justin Jefferson is top five? Absolutely. 
It's probably debatable, but I think that there is a case to debate that. Do I think that he is right now, as we conclude the regular season for 2020, the best wide receiver in the game? Not yet. It's very possible, but not yet. Yeah, I think, I mean, Stefan, it's hard to deny, and we've seen Stefan Diggs up close and personal for years, and I think all, all of us even said, boy, if that guy ever was featured in the way that Antonio Brown is featured, like, he, I remember saying that on one of our shows, like, you and I are both kind of agreeing, boy, if they featured him like the Steelers feature Antonio Brown, he'd probably be the best wide receiver in the NFL. And sure enough, he leads the NFL <laughs> with catches and, and receiving yards. So I put him for sure. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is so ridiculous. Yeah, he's above him right now. He's in his prime. I don't Adams? know that I would put Devonte Adams above Justin Jefferson, and I know that mm. some people are I would right say it's crazy. I, I I would right now. I but think but you guys keep in mind, like he's got Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and there's and their play calling is designed to get right. Devonte Adams the ball more but, regularly. But he's got all of the defensive focus on him. True. I mean the depth. That's the, a fair point. The, the, the depth and. Receivers at in the Packers is embarrassing. Yeah, Stella and so, Judd and Declan could be wide receivers in Green Bay. Stella's actually pretty good. Don't yeah. don't. I'm sorry. She'll her. play fetch yeah. with the best of them in the slot. Oh yeah. The other receivers Small. that are in the mix for like top yardage guys, Calvin Ridley. I mean, uh, Falcons no, fans going. would debate it. Julio Jones, like three or four years ago, maybe, but not yeah. anymore. Even he's top five. Tyreek Hill, DK Metcalf, top five. He's top five. Yeah, he's Jarvis top. Landry and Odell are good, but I'd still take Brian Jefferson over them. Uh, the other stat from Pro Football Focus: they ranked offensive lines, and the Vikings, not surprisingly, were Fifth? near the bottom. Fixed <laughs> from the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> they were twenty sixth in the NFL. I believe they graded out like twenty seventh or twenty eighth in pass protection. Yeah, which is what matters to me. <laughs> and that's and that's been the case for. The seven years of Mike Zimmer, they've never finished top half of the league in PFF pass blocking grade. Um, basically, like Tony Sperano passed away tragically a few years back, and it feels like the offensive line has never even like gotten back to the level that it was at. So that's that's a glaring point. Um, let's uh, let's go through the roster. Let's play the audit game here, boys. I, I want to first start by going through. Just the offensive and defensive starters, just like fly through them, and 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 just. I want your answer to be: Should this person for sure be replaced going into two thousand twenty one? Okay, okay, okay. Kirk Cousins, no. And yeah, this is like: Should they obviously be replaced? No. And the answer is no. no, no, yeah. Dalvin Cook, no, no. C.J. Ham, I love me some C.J. No, Ham. Fine. No, good play, right? Yeah. Justin Jefferson, no. no. Adam Thielen, no. no. Kyle Rudolph was a starting tight end. Yes. Yes. So yes, right? Goodbye. So Rudy. And we'll go through the salaries here too later. Um, Brian O'Neill? No. no. Good on him. Riley Reef. Restructure. Yeah. So so if the answer is he insists on playing for what he's making right now, then the answer has to be yes, in my opinion. But I would try and keep him. Yep. Push. Yeah, I mean it's 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 like I like him. He's not, a, nice not at the thirteen million. Yeah, cap I can't. Number, right? I can't afford Correct. what he's due to make. Yeah, but if he can, if he wants to come in there, you know, ten million dollars or something. But it's not deal. a clear cut. He's gone. See ya. Bye bye. Yeah. Correct. Garrett Bradbury. No, no, he's a first round pick. I can't do that. No, he's so bad. But Dakota Dozier protection. has to be replaced, and so I, I'm hoping that the new left guard can help Garrett Bradbury improve. Um. So no, I go yes on him. I go yes. I can't do that. I think so if you're you, just you're out. He's a bust. I, I think I'm out. If oh, you boy. find someone in camp oh, that honestly is outperforming him, screw it. Get right. out. 
I think you're going to have to make a concerted effort to find someone and put in your camp. And I don't know that they have yeah. the resources. You just spent a first round pick two years ago, you guys. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't. Yeah. If you had like endless resources, I would take a long look there. But sure. because you don't have endless resources, I'm I'm going to disagree with Declan there. But it's it's a conversation. It's a conversation. Dakota Dozier. God bless him. But yes, the worst graded offense. I don't know what you guys guard about. in the NFL. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Ezra Cleveland as a right guard. No, no, he's fine. No, he's fine. Yep. Yeah. He, especially considering, I don't think he'd ever played on the right side of the he offensive had, line until this. He year. had, and he's just fine. Crazy. Okay, so, like so he's not Rudy, great yet, but he's fine. Rudy of, of the eleven offensive starters there, Rudy and Dozier are the only ones that we all said, "Yep, for sure, got to replace those guys." And then I need to restructure. Riley and, and Reef as a restructure. Yes, okay. Sir. All right. Over to the defensive side here, the roster audit game. Uh, I'm going to go the projected guys who would be starting going into next year, if not for injuries. I'm, I'm not going to put like. Jaleel Johnson in here and Shamar Stefan. Like those guys are backups. Okay. Although I guess one of them has to be. I was going well, to say start as a three tech. Yep. So uh, let's go. Uh, we'll go Daniel Hunter. No. I think we all agree he's going to stay. And technically they don't have a secondary pass rusher. So my theory this is kind of out the window. Uh, Michael Pierce. I think we're good with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other two spots are just kind of open for upgrades, right? Yeah, the other is. pass rushing spot. <laughs> yeah. and Jaleel the, jo- if Jaleel Johnson is your um, three technique opening day starter in 2021, you're in major trouble. Yeah. Like that's a big problem. So you need a three technique. Actually, I'll say this. What about putting a Denebo as the, uh, as the opposite pass rusher of Daniil Hunter there? He's a restricted free agent. No? Um, not, put, not, no, no, he, no, there needs to be competition. I put it in pencil. I wouldn't put it in pen. If that makes sense. I've, I've got a depth chart right now of current guys. Odenabo, Wanham, right? There's probably about three guys who are going to compete. Yep. But if I can upgrade with, with a draft pick, I'm going to. I feel better about Wanham and Odenabo if they're the rotational guys that are coming in to spell the established starters. That, w- that would make me feel better. Okay. So I'm going to say on Odenabo, if, if they went into the season and he was a starting defensive end, it wouldn't be a... A disaster in my mind, but there's there's got to be upgrades. The three technique to me is the disaster. Yes, like Jalil Johnson's a disaster. Odenabo uh, wouldn't be your first choice, but it's not the end of the world. Yep. Eric Kendricks, I think we all are good with him being one of the best linebackers in the NFL. Anthony Barr, yes, replace him. I I just I don't see. I want someone. Maybe you can get Eric Eager on or someone from Pro Football Focus to explain it because I think a lot of, and I think a lot of Vikings fans through see it through this lens as well. I don't know what he does that is worth $15 million a year. I really don't. I I don't see it. He, at one time, allowed the defense to do a lot of different things because of the threat of what he could do, but I think that's gone now. Uh, But, yes, I I would like to get someone who's studied more of Barr because I I see this from both sides, which is, one, he's coming back, he's fine. My thought process is, really? So, personally, I'm going to, to take the hit on the dead cash that you take when you let him go to free up some cap room as well, Phil. So in my world, I, I move on and I, I and I consider, I consider one of the Vikings probably biggest blunders in the last four years or so, or five years among them to be the decision not to allow him just to go to the jets and say, you left. That's fine. But you're not coming back but, here. Yeah. yeah, by the way, dead money versus cap savings for Anthony Barr cut pre-June 1 is 7.8 in dead, 7.2 in savings. So let's and let's include that in this exercise. So if you if you say bye to Anthony Barr, you're saving $7 million to the cap. You still have to eat a lot, like Declan just said. 
But you're am, am I, and if I'm reading that wrong, let me know. But you're saving seven point two million dollars to the cap, yep. and eating almost eight. So right, obviously, like you have to figure out if it's if it's worth eating that much money. But you do save some. Uh, Kyle Rudolph would save you five million to the cap, and Reef is is actually fourteen million to the cap next year. That's too much. Let's say you get that down to ten. That's about what like the the average left tackles in the NFL make about ten. So uh, you'll let's just let's just say if we restructure Reef, you're saving four million to the cap for next year, something like that. Okay, I'm sure there's more wizardry that yeah. Rob Brzezinski would do here, but let's keep that tally as we go through here. Um, all right, back to the starters, the projected starters. Um, Cam Dantzler, Jeff Gladney, they're back. Do they need to be replaced no. in your mind? No, no. Nope. Like they were. They, they both a, showed out to, to some extent. You know, they have, they have a leash here, but I, I think they're they were fine. Cam Dantzler was really good yeah. in the second half. The, of the nickel year. corner is, is is a must, though, and I don't know if that's going to be if uh, Mike Hughes is going to try and come back from the neck. That's a big concern to me because that guy essentially starts. So Mike like he plays sixty percent of the snaps. I think Mike Hughes. You would save one point one million dollars to the cap. You'd have to eat one point nine in dead. I'd prefer to get him back healthy, but my question is, can he be? Yeah. yeah. Best case scenario is like he comes back healthy and he doesn't make very much money and he's good. Right? Yeah, and then he walks probably, but yes, he's and good for him, you. I think I'd let him walk, too. I wouldn't bite the apple and give him a big term deal. No, neck neck problems just scare me yeah. in football. You'd probably have to, if you're going to roll with those three, you'd probably have to bring in some sort of like league average veteran yeah. guy to come in and just be a backup Well, actually, you don't have to because the Vikings proved us wrong on that, but that would be nice. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, Harrison Smith, and, and I'll give you his cap number here, too. Harrison Smith, as the fourth highest paid player on the team, they got to find a restructure here because I don't think he's actually guaranteed any money next year. Yes. So he's going to want a new deal, but it's a $10 million cap it for him. I bring him back restructured year. for sure. Mm-hmm. So a little little bit less there for him. Yeah. Okay. But get, but I I restructure him, probably extend him for um, two years, three years, and give him some guaranteed cash. So let's say uh, they save $2 million or something yep. per year on him. And then Anthony Harris doesn't count toward next year's cap because he's not technically on the roster. He's a free agent. They could franchise him again if they wanted to. Ugh. But Anthony Harris, I believe, was like $11 million 11. last year. Three, I think it was, yes. One of the highest paid safeties in the NFL. That's a lot of savings. Replace right him or no? Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Just get a safety. I think that's very easy to find, too. So defensively, so offense, we said nine guys we're good with. Well, eight guys we're good with in terms of their salary. Uh, Rudy gone. Dozier just moved to a backup position and then Reef restructured. Yep. Defensively, we're saying they need a new three technique. They probably need a new starting defensive end opposite Daniil Hunter, move a Denimo to like a third down roll. Anthony Barr, we're saying eat the, eat the dead money and save the seven. Yep. Uh, Anthony Harris, we're saying goodbye to. And then Harrison Smith were saying restructure that deal, get him a three year contract or something, and and kick some money down the road. Yeah, I'm saying save a couple million dollars. So that le- that's a lot of holes on and defense do, and things to figure back, out. Um, so if Barr's gone, do you guys bring back Wilson then as the I try, I try I linebacker because yeah. he's going to get paid by somebody. I'll give you some salary cap math here in just a second, but I, I want to finish out with special teams and throw Dan Bailey at you guys. Dan Bailey. Oh, he just bounced off the wall. Dan. Actually, wide. he was wide left of the he wall. He was wide. Dan Bailey, if you if you cut, he, so he's got he just two, an extension, two point one million in dead money. But if you cut him pre June first, you do save one point seven million dollars. 
So you'd have to eat a little bit, I, but I'm so conflicted here because he's not very good. He's not very good, but Mike's ability to tolerate kickers is so small that, that I still have to go out and get a veteran because I am not going down the draft pick path ever again <laughs> with Zim as my coach. So I'm conflicted here. I probably, based on how bad Bailey was at the end of the season, I probably do move on. But I just try and replace. I've got to replace him with a veteran. Yeah. Like I can't do this. Hey, you know we got big leg SEC kid, and Mike's like bleep you. I'm going to make his life hell. I mean, Thanks, why is it so hard to just find some of these franchises and like like Matt too, Prater has just been a reliable kicker for the Lions for a long time. I right? know. Now he hasn't he hasn't kicked a pressure kick in his career. But he struggles. But he struggles at times, and they don't like ostracize him. Weird, because because they're when they're three and ten, it doesn't matter, well, I guess. <laughs> but I'm but Mike just makes the whole kicking experience to me so much more difficult than it probably should be. Yeah, like it's a tough job. I get that, but why? Why do we continually go through this? But yes, I probably replace Dan Bailey. Yeah, because you're right. The struggles were. I, I looked at too, so I'm gonna I'm gonna add Dan Bailey to this list. So so 1.7 million. Now keep in mind, the more guys that you get rid of, like all right, we're saying bye to now Rudolph is easy because you got two tight ends that can fill in. But you say goodbye to Barr, well, you got to find money to pay Eric Wilson, who's also a free agent. This is true. You say goodbye to Dan Bailey. You're not saving the full 1.7. You have to sign another kicker. So, you know, there is there is that. So here's the math game for you guys, okay? Mm-hmm. The Vikings, if we make these moves, buy Rudolph, goodbye to Riley Reef's current contract. Let's say I'm just estimating you can save $4 million a year on a restructure um, Anthony Barr, you, you eat some of that money, but you save the seven. And Harrison Smith, you restructure. My math says your cap number going into next year and money that you're that you're owing the roster would be 170 million dollars. Okay. Okay. Hundred yeah. 170 million dollars. Yeah. This year's cap was 198 million dollars. Yep. We don't know what it's going to be for next year. It can't go lower than 175. They agreed on that. But the but the reports are that it probably lands in the one ninety five range. Yep. So if it lands in the one ninety five range, you've got twenty five million dollars to bring back Eric Wilson to find a safety, and you can draft some of these too. Yes. Exactly. To find a three technique, a left guard. That's not a lot of money. You get so you got a first round pick and twenty five million dollars to find starting players at some of those positions. Oh. How do you feel? Well, I don't feel good about my defensive personnel just flat out. I just don't. Yeah. Um, I, I think the two most important positions, Phil, that you broached there in going through the list to me are are very easy to identify. If Hunter comes back, I've got a guy that can switch sides and pressure QBs. So the two most important positions to me, left guard, where you have to upgrade Yes. Again, it doesn't have to be a Pro Bowl player, but you have to upgrade. Those free agents, the top free agent guards, they're going to get paid. Are probably going to get like 15 or 16 million dollars a year. I can't afford that. Over half the money that you. I'm I'm spending that, by the way. But I need a competent player there. And and then the position on defense that's most important to me um, the three tech. The three tech. Because the heartbeat of what Zimmer wants to do defensively starts interior defensive line. And and that makes everyone behind me better. So the two places where I have to upgrade, like there's no choice here, mm-hmm. are left guard, defensive tackle, slash three technique. Yeah.
Hey, back to Purple Daily shortly here. Our friends at Corona, in addition to them keeping us hydrated during the purple season with Corona Hard Seltzers, uh, that's been a blast. They also are getting you ready for the rest of football season here. Even if it doesn't include the purple, this could maybe uh, this could maybe help brighten your wintry months here. The Corona Ultimate Tailgate Experience Sweepstakes will award six winners with a Corona Game Day prize pack valued at over thirty five hundred bucks, including a seventy inch TV, wireless surround system. I see a cooler in here, a grill, and football furniture. Football. Oh yeah, that's right. We're just gonna put Judd in some football football furniture. furniture drinking Coronas. Sounds like drank three last night, my boys. Sounds like you're having. If someone said three of them hey, last night, when you die, you're mm-hmm. gonna go to a place that has football furniture and Coronas. How would that make you feel? Sounds excellent. Every day, I would say, how big is the cooler? Yeah. And football. you would say it's enormous. And then I would say, well, hold on a second here. So I got Corona football furniture and countless games on Red Zone. Yeah, yeah, that's heaven. See. That's that, heaven. That's a that's a post life that I can do. So you can enter to win here. We're gonna pick uh, six winners at GameDayWithCorona.com. That's GameDayWithCorona.com. You must be twenty one or over. Live within a forty mile radius of Minneapolis. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes subject to change. Enter by January eighteenth. Corona beers imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Relaxed responsibly. Also at Federated Insurance, they're helping business owners. Uh, they're supporting Purple Daily and uh, and Mackie and Judd as well, so we appreciate them for doing that. Now, as a business owner, how helpful would it be for you to have employee training at your fingertips, industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success? Well, that's why Federated Mutual Insurance Company recently launched MyShield, the online client destination for risk management resources. We're talking about resources like safety and training videos, customizable risk management plans, Sample safety program manuals, employee handbook builders, and much more. If you want to find out more about My Shield, just go to federatedinsurance.com or download the app. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. How do you feel, Dex? You've, you've got yep. about $25 million in cap room. Yep. You've got a first-round pick but no second-round pick, and you need a left guard for sure. You're going to need another safety. You're going to need a, a three-technique and... Maybe a kicker and some other things too. So what I'm doing here, if I have 25 million in space, I, I'm putting 15 million of that towards Joe Thune. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna use it for this. Way, exercise, is it Thune okay? or Tooney? Some people no. are saying it's too, it's one of those names that you just read on paper all the time. Well, if, if there's the BYU kid, the Patriots guard, you know, can I can I call him that? The we'll Patriots do that. guard. Call him Joe. Let's call him Joe. Yeah, Joe. Joe T. Thank God. Joe T. Joey T is what I call him. Joey T. Joey T. I give 15 million to my main man Joey T. That leaves me the 10 million dollars left plus draft assets. I think I can figure out the rest of my roster that way. Let me throw a couple curveballs at you, okay? Yeah. Guys that we didn't mention, but that you could approach about restructures to open up even more than, let's say, $25 million in cap room. Okay? Kirk? Let's start there. Let's start with Kirk. You could start with Kirk. Kirk, because the, the discussion on this show has largely been, all right, can, just, I love this just, discussion. just move on to a, a younger quarterback that only costs $5 million you know, out of the draft or something. So Kirk Cousins' cap number... Is thirty one million dollars? It goes from twenty one to thirty one, which is too for 2021. high. Which is too high. You're right about his this, cap though. number for 2022. And by the way, his 2022 contract kicks in, I believe, like sometime in March or something. Like if he's on the roster yes. this March, yes, then correct. his following year contract kicks in. Mm-hmm. His cap number for 2022 is forty five million dollars. That's bonkers. But right? and and, and uh, 
maybe I'm, I'm missing the math here, but then the, the dead money, though, is only 10 and the savings is 35. That's what that, after this year after. Yeah. In 2022. After this year. Right. But yeah. but Phil's point is if he is on the roster, I think like the third day of the league year this March. I think that that 2022 becomes guaranteed. Got yes, it. got it. So yeah. you're screwed. Okay. So his got agent it. negotiated like it's genius. Uh, it's like a, a, like two year chunks basically. Yep. He basically went in to to TCO Performance Center with a gun and said, "Give me all your money." And the Vikings are like, "We just need cap room for 2020. Here's all our money." And it's a gr- it's a great deal for Cousins. So you can you basically have to make a decision before March and say, "We're either getting rid of him now via trade, correct, or." We're kind of married to him for two more years. I mean, th- there's a little bit of a middle but, ground there somewhere. But you're right. You you if you d- decide that the marriage is going to continue, you should almost restructure. You have again. to restructure now. <laughs> yeah, no. I think you're right. And then and then you're you adding like to. a third year. Forty one million. You can't absorb that. By the way, he'll be 34 years old in 2022. So oh, you're you're, right. kind of, you're kind of at a point where are you going to put a ring on it officially with Kirk or not? Are you going to are you going <laughs> to get into his age 35 season? So what, would you consider that? Would you consider if, if, if you're going to keep to, him to, to help yes. you this year to help you this year? Yes. Would you look to lower that cap? If number? you are going to now personally, I'd probably trade him or try to. But yes, if you're going to keep him, and I'm assuming that they are going to keep Kirk Cousins. Yes, you have to. Man. You can't absorb. I mean, 31 and 41, Phil, you can't go down that path. But then we're back down to the same dilemma we're going to be a year from now. I disagree. I'm with Declan on this one. I can't can't do it. You got to let it ride with Kirk. Just like, Kirk, listen, man, we're going to figure this out at the end of your contract. Then we will decide. Let me. I'm sorry. All right. Can't keep doing this. I agree with the premise of what both of you are telling me, but let me tell you the conversation. So last year, Cousins Reps come in they got basically masks on and and a big bag and they go up to rick and rob and say give me all your cash this is a heist this year the conversation changes you call in kirk's reps and you say gentlemen and you call in kirk and kirk i want to talk about something and they're like what oh man restructure and you're like yeah an extension you're like no (laughs) A straight restructure. And they're like, well, oh, no, a year ago we did this. And then you say one thing. Okay, cool. Dakota, come in. <laughs> and you are going to blackmail him. And you tell these buffoons <laughs> that Dakota Dozier will be starting at left guard for the remainder of Cousins' time in Minnesota unless you get what you want this time. And Dakota's just sitting over Send there. Send in Dakota. a bag of chips or Exactly what? right. And he's God. like... Football's awesome, right, Kirk? <laughs> right, Kirky McKirkerson? All right, here's another one. A guy who has no guaranteed money left on his contract, Adam Thielen. Oh, God. So Adam Thielen's cap number Ooh, going into next year is yeah. $13.5 million. Yeah. You could actually, if you cut Adam Thielen right now, you'd save $8 million to the salary cap and you'd have $5 million in dead money. So, So you could say, listen, Adam. Uh, we signed it to sort of a fake long-term contract two years ago that only had like two years of guaranteed Brzezinski money. Brzezinski did you again. Yep. Uh, so we would love to give you more guaranteed money for yep. 2021 and 22, but we got to bring that cap number down from 13 down to like 10. Mm-hmm. So you'd no longer be among the highest paid receivers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And if not, they could literally say, you're cut. Yeah, no guaranteed money. You're cut. So uh, would you approach Adam? You could probably say, oh, absolutely. I, I would approach him before I would approach Kirk, but you could potentially save like 
Ten million to the cap if you approach Kirk. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, that's worth the so, so basically, it sounds like from what we're going through here, Smith and Thielen would actively try and redo their contracts. Correct? Because yeah. it's good to have some type of uh, guaranteed cash. So they'll basically both show up on your doorstep if you're the Vikings at some point in time, guarantee and me. say, "Let's do." Uh, Two-year extension. Yep, or guarantee me 12, twelve million or something. Okay, interesting. Uh, and then I'll get. This is probably a no-brainer. But if you cut Shamar Stefan, it's three point seven million dollars. Okay, thanks. Later. So probably do hey, that. Shamar, right? it's been fun. Goodbye. Shamar, it's been fun. <laughs> yeah. Fun. See you later. Probably do that. So we may have just carved out. Let's say with Thielen and Shamar Stefan there, and uh, I don't know, maybe another tweak or two. We may have carved out an, adi- an additional ten million dollars in cap space. Giving the Vikings upwards of thirty-five million in cap space. Now we're talking to spend on left guard, probably priority number one. Joy team. a three technique, maybe a safety, um, whatever else. I you agree can. with you. I I think the safety, if you can do it right, you could probably draft. And but that's the thing about why I am even more convinced now after this conversation that this team is going to draft a three tech. Or defensive yeah. end. And you know what you have and to plug do? plug that player in immediately if they can. The first few years of the Mike Zimmer era, most of the resources, draft and free agency, and, you know, the Kirk Cousins uh, signing kind of sways it, and the Justin Jefferson draft pick. So I, I, they've definitely hit on some offensive resources. But yep. it feels like largely it's been defensive-minded head coach, and we're going to pour resources into the defense, too, to sort of double down on defense. And I think my strategy going forward would be more – Defensive-minded head coach, we're going to just expect with fewer resources on that side of the ball that you just have to work some magic because we need to load up and protect Kirk and get the ball to Justin Jefferson. So, like, if there's a pie chart of how you know, where this where this free agency money goes, Joe T, the guard, is going to get more than a three technique if uh, if you're building but this. But Zimmer now is go- going to, to say, you know, damn it, Rick, I can't work miracles here. And you saw that if I don't have the personnel that I need. And so I guess my question is, where does that conversation land? Because Zim is going to say, from the day that you hired me and I walked in this door here, it was for defense and we were defense. And now you want to spend on offense. The other problem with Mike is, I in Mike's world, I think he is going to make a case for, and I solved the problem too. We just run the ball. We just run the damn ball. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So I don't know if it's going to work where, where, because your, your point's a good point, and I like it personally, but I bet there's going to be some differing views and potential dissension about the actual execution of that. Don't you? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, but the Kirk thing, can you really, in good conscience, have a guy in two years who's $41 million against the gap? <laughs> I mean, you might be screwed and have to, but... I think it's 45, actually. Oh, my God. No, you can't. Like now, you, Pat Mahomes at some point well, might sure. have that, but you can't if you're the Vikes. So if you're, so if, if the Vikes just proceed forward the next two years and do nothing to Kirk Cousins' contract, yes. they're basically going into 2022 with him eating up 20 to 25% of the salary cap and saying, we're, we're doing this because we have to. Or you're... Or you're going to find some way to restructure so that 2023 that you can cut him easier. Good that year. When your quarterback makes that much money? Yeah, not, well, not and your good. QB's good, but he's certainly not great. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see what they do. There's you're a lot. Hamstrung. I mean, right, now that they're without George Payton, who just signed on to be the Broncos general manager, they're shorthanded in that front office as they're trying to figure out all of these plans. So it'll be a really interesting two month stretch. Pressure's going to be on. Rick and Mike. Yes, indeed. I, I think that's the trick, though. Get, can you get to 30 million? 
Like thirty million is your is your magic number. Can you get to that in cap space? Yeah, because that can get you at least one really good like big time player. Yep, and then and the then rest. some other little supplementary pieces here and there. So, all right, that's a wrap on today's episode. <laughs> Send of in Purple Dakota Daily. Dozier. Hey, Kirk, you were called Dakota, right? Let me see what his. You he, remember Dakota Dozier, don't you? Because he's going to be protecting your left, your blind side from the left guard spot for a long time if you Dozier don't do make? exactly what we tell you to do. What does Dozier make? Let's see what his number is. It's got to um, be below a million. It's got to right? be peanuts. Yeah. Fourteen dollars and twenty-five cents. He might even be a free agent. He is. He's he signed free. a uh, one-year contract yeah, last so. March, I think. Naga, naga, not going to work here anymore. All right, that's a wrap. Purple Daily, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Bye. Goff. See you guys later.